Well, good morning and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we begin a new week and probably a new day, um, I want to just share a short verse with us from the book of Psalms. This is a Psalm of David. And uh, as we zero in just a small part, actually, I just want to zero in on part of a verse. So I hope you go get your Bible and read this whole chapter because it's a really rich chapter. But this one little place I want us to focus in on is about two things. One is it's about a, a gift and it's about a request. And as the verse reads, the gift comes second, but I want to talk about it first. Now let's back out, kind of take a time out from that verse and talk about something that's fairly common in our culture right now that I never heard of when I was a kid. But um, in our culture, I think because we have so much and we share so much, we have a, a thing called regifting, don't we? Um, Maybe nobody talked about it at first, but then it became a thing. And so um, very often if you get something that you have too many of or uh, it isn't your style or your favorite or your size, et cetera, et cetera, but you know someone who would really enjoy it, uh, you might re-gift it. Um, being very careful to change the tags, et cetera, et cetera. And the one thing that you want to make sure you don't do is accidentally give it back to the giver. Right? That would be embarrassing. But in this verse, that's exactly what David is doing. So I'm in Psalm 143, and I want to jump in, um, let's see, down in verse 8. The second part of verse 8 is Psalm 143. And the last part of that verse, the very last phrase in that verse, David says, For I give myself to you, and you being the Lord. Okay, so he's given himself to God. But the reason this is regifting is who gives us life in the first place? God does. So God gave David life, and David is regifting his life back to God. Now, in case you want to just see that in the scripture, there's several places I could go, but let's go to the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 42, and the second part of verse 5, where the Bible says, he, and if you read back the beginning of the verse, it's talking about God, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out. Um, he gives breath to everyone and life to everyone who walks the earth. So there is not a single person who's walking the earth and breathing right now that God did not give them their life. Now let that one soak in for just a minute. The most rebellious, ungodly, God-cursing person walking this earth right now, God gave them life and breath. We all have that gift. So in this verse... David is saying, God, I'm going to re-gift my life back to you. Now, let's make no mistake here. David isn't about to die. And we know that because the phrase, just before I give my life to you, David says, show me where to walk. Now, we're not talking about dodging the mud puddles here. We're talking about how to live his life. He's saying to God, show me how to live my life because I give myself to you. You know, you wouldn't give yourself to someone unless you trusted them. And that's really the key right here, is surrendering our life. You know, when you give something to someone, you don't have strings attached, else it wouldn't be a gift. And that can be hard for us when we want to give our life to God. You know, there's a kind of a, um, an idealistic kind of a, mm, 
you know, it's a feel-good saying, but when it comes right down to it, to give our life to God, to let Him direct our path and show us how to walk, how to live, that could, might be a little scary. I remember a young couple, oh, this has been, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago, there was a young couple in our church who just finished seminary down in Texas, and we're on our staff here, and we, back in those days, had these huge mission conferences, and many people would be moved and uh, God would call them during these conferences to become missionaries. And this particular couple really resisted that. And they said, we just know if we were to surrender to be missionaries that God would send us to Africa. And, you know, we don't want to go there. Uh, ironically, a few years later, God did call them. And guess where they went? They went to Africa. They happily went to Africa and served God there in a wonderful way. And although it, at this point in time, they're back in the States, but they often visit um that place that they came to love. So it's our fears that will keep us sometimes from surrendering to God. But here's the thing to remember. God doesn't want to take from us or to harm us. He wants to bless us. That's why he gave us life to begin with. You know, in John chapter 10 and verse 10, and I'm going to paraphrase here rather than turn there, but I hope you'll go look. Jesus is actually talking, and he's given a contrast between between what Satan wants to do to us and what he is bringing to us. And uh, go look at John 10, 10. Look at the first part, but I'm going to tell you what the second part says. Jesus said, I'm coming to give you life and to give it abundantly. And if you kind of look that up, it's like a, a rich, satisfying life. So satisfying that it's like overflowing. That's abundance. More than you need. And if you can trust a good God to give that to you, I think you're going to find even in these difficult days, a smile on your face, and you're going to find that your confidence is well-placed and that giving that gift was the right thing to do in trusting Him with your life and giving that back to Him. So I hope that that will challenge all of us. You know, one of the things about gifting sometimes is we, we tend to kind of start taking it back. And so it's a daily reminder every day as we start the day to remember that we need to give our life over to Him and trust Him to direct our path and to show us how to live even today. Now, one more thing before we close out today, because you might be saying, you know, how did I know what God wants me to do? And the way you do that is to study His Word and to pray and to seek His face. He's promised if we will seek Him, we He will make sure He's found. And if we study His Word, He will guide us. So that's how we can know for sure when we're making decisions from one day to the next, how we're reacting, how we're setting our focus, the things that we put in front of our eyes, which will determine how we think and how we act. All of those things, we have guidance for that in the, in the Bible. And those are things that God shows us through his word. So I hope that's just a little encouragement. We'll talk about this more this week, I think. Um, I've got some more concepts that I want to share with you. Let's pray together before we close today. Oh, Father, thank you so much for the gift of life that that you've given each and every one of us. Thank you for the fact that you love us so much that you want to give us a rich, satisfying, well-blessed life. And we trust you for that because we trust in your love, um, because you are the giver of all things good. And Father, for each one who's watching or listening today who's facing difficulties, and I know everyone has some difficulty they're facing, I just pray that you would be with each one. Intervene in their situations where they need wisdom. I pray that you provide wisdom. Where they need healing or provision of finances. Where they need comfort uh, from a a death of a loved one or a, a difficult situation with a family member. Father, all those things, we know that you can meet each and every challenge. 
in a way that only you can because you are the all-powerful God and the all-loving God. And we're just counting on you today, trusting you, Father, to meet every need according to your will. Please wrap each one in your love, in your loving arms. Draw them close to you. May we all feel your presence today. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done and all that you are doing. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope your week is off to a good start and you're having a wonderful day. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time on Noah's Window. God bless.